Welcome to your Jesuit parish in the heart of Hollywood. This is the Blessed Sacrament Hollywood Podcast, and here's today's homily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is a shepherd, my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened the treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. My sisters and brothers, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Well, it's an exciting moment for all of us who live in Hollywood because uh, the Walk of Fame has been voted the worst tourist attraction in the world uh, by, by The Guardian. And uh, it was mainly built on like how disappointed people are when they, when they get to it. They're like, what the, what the heck? And it is pretty crazy, right? I mean, uh, the, found, the business fathers and mothers, presumably, of Hollywood in the 50s decided to do a tourist attraction. And they decided, okay, we'll do all these stars. So they did 1,500 of them with all these stars and, and then started promoting it and then adding it to the, you know, as years go by. But it's such a crazy dynamic, at least for me, is like, if we think about a star, a star, sure, celebrity, okay, a star is someone way up there, someone, you know, to, to, you know, to be drawn towards or to aspire towards. And what they've done is they've taken the star and put it on the ground, so everyone walks on your name, the entire, and, and it's filled with dirt and worse, you know, it's like, how is that supposed to be a good idea? And yet, there are always people up there, I've been up there, you know, always people up there, you know, looking progressively more disappointed um, at the, the Walk of Fame and getting selfies, you know, standing by them and, you know, and I'm always surprised, like, I always have to know, like, what star is that family looking at? And it's never the one I think it is, you know, like, what's the connection between Arnold Schwarzenegger and that family? Or, like, why aren't they over at Kermit the Frog? Or, like, then there's some stars that may, like Disneyland has a star. Like, it's already a, it's already a thing. Why does it have a star? Or Musso and Frank, like, well, the restaurant's right there. Well, okay. Anyway, it's this whole crazy thing about the star being important in, in a weird sort of way for us. And we see it in this story that we just heard. The star is, has a starring role, if you will, like in this story, that the star. And, these, and, it's, and it starts out with, the Magi see this star and they follow it. And just to, just to, to help us into the story, the Magi are magicians, right? So, and it, it's, it's characters that are as far away 
from Judaism as conceivably possible. It's a little like three Satan worshipers decided to, right? So people would hear this as like someone completely removed from religious practice or nevertheless see something in a star that draws them. They're like, okay, we're gonna see where that goes. We're gonna see where that goes. So they follow from way away, the three of them, they follow the star. Great, so they're on this journey. So they follow the star and it comes to Bethlehem and then they, they, they go to Herod, uh, who apparently is the leader around there to them, right? They're like, okay, so this is the guy who should know. And then they, they understand the scripture. They, they scripture confirms what the star is and says, oh, the star means that the, the Christ child, the king of the Jews, that's what it's signifying, the king of the Jews is going to be found, and where he would be found would be Bethlehem. So they're drawn by the star, and then they're confirmed by the scripture, and then they're like, they leave that, and they go to the Christ child. They go to Christ. So their journey, these people that are as far away from the Jewish people as possible, philosophically, religiously, they see a star, they leave their homes, they, they go to Jerusalem, it's confirmed by the scripture, and then they move, move from there to the Christ child. And then once they're there, they do three things that are super important for us to look at. Is that when they see Jesus, they worship, they fall down, they prostrate themselves. They worship, they're like, oh, you are it, and we are not. You are it, and we are not. So they worship. And then they give their gifts. They give their gifts, in this case, gold, frankincense, myrrh. They give their gifts, these different gifts. They all have different gifts, and they give them. And then they leave changed. They go home a different way. They leave changed. They're sent back changed. So that's the journey. And for us, there's all kinds of ways. We're like, oh yeah, we could, I could see how that's useful to us as we go into the new year. That's useful to us. Yeah, we could, we could be drawn and we could go to scripture and we could go to Christ. And then once we're there, we could do those three things. But it's interesting how the story is built is at the same time, this character of Herod is on a completely different journey. And when I describe this, you might be thinking, wait a second, I think I'm on Herod's journey, not the three wise men journey. Because you'll notice that the star appears, he doesn't see it. And you know why? Because he's the star. He's his own star. He's the star. Because he's, when he gets, up, gets upset, the entire town gets upset. He's the star. And then when they go into scripture, instead of being confirmed by scripture, he's threatened by it because it, it says that there's someone greater than him. So he's like, no, 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 no. So he's the star. He doesn't bother to look outside of himself. And then when he goes to scripture, he gets threatened by it. And then he doesn't even bother going to find Jesus. It's just down the road. He didn't have to come from anywhere, but he sends the three kings. You, you go figure it out. You come tell me. He doesn't change at all, right? He doesn't change at all to go to that direction. And the crazy thing is Herod is so close to Jesus that it should be obvious that he gets there first. But these foreigners are way ahead of him. And he doesn't give his gifts. He doesn't adore. He doesn't allow himself to be changed. None of that. None of that. So this story for us at the top of the year is for us to decide, wait a second, where am I in all this? Let's just assume that we're following something. 
Is it leading us in the direction of Christ? Is it the right star? Where is it leading us? And then if it is leading us to Christ, is, could maybe scripture be the next thing that be helpful to us? Maybe we could find that Bible that's somewhere in our house under an inch of dust and like read it and like be confirmed in this call towards something more than ourselves. Or if we're already doing the scripture part and maybe we want to actually encounter Christ one-on-one -on -one in prayer. Maybe we actually want to go to Christ and say, I'm here. And for us who come to mass, that dynamic of adoring, giving our gifts and allowing ourselves to be changed and then to leave, that's the dynamic we experience every time we gather for Eucharist. We come, we adore, we give our gifts. Yes, financially, but in a parish, we give our gifts in lots of different ways. Our gift of attention, our gift of our talents, all, all those things. We give our gifts, each our individual ones, different ones. And then we are sent out, having allowed ourselves to be changed so that we can be changed in the world that needs it. All those places that need light and hope, we can be part of that.